0: how are you doing today i am okay i would say i have been a little bit tired my sleep schedule is a little bit messed up (laughs) i would say i'm trying to find a way to describe it i think messed up would be like a great way to do so and i think it's very very extremely weird to be in a new space um talking to a microphone like the microphone actually the fun part but um being into a new space and talking to him into a microphone is actually um a massive pleasure and i think what was happening before was that i i packed up like the gap between this episode and the last one is the fact that i packed up my mic way too soon when we were moving and uh, honestly uh for the bedroom because i don't think i had anything Good to say. (laughs) Nor do I have do I have ever anything good to say. Anyways, um I've been really wow, did not know um that my keyboard is on. I've been really weirded out about the fact that um you know, jobs applying, uh, done my MA. Same boat, same boat as the last episode. It's just been very weird and I I don't know why but like even if you're socializing in the same group you're now viewing yourself differently like before I was like oh hi I'm a full-time MA student now I'm just like oh hi I'm a I'm a part-time tutor or teacher if you like to say and I don't know why it just feels i i feel like i should be doing more um and maybe i am too soft for all of it but i i i still feel like i should be doing more and i'm not doing enough but that's like besides the point this is not a therapy session (laughs) even though sometimes i treat them as such so today what my brain is taking me towards is actually something that i found massively hilarious the other day is that two nights ago actually i was sleeping my in my new room for the first time and i was like browsing through hinge and i matched with this beautiful woman on hinge uh for those of you who don't know spoiler alert i'm queer um i think i'm bi uh, we'll see we'll see where where life takes us, but that's besides the point so but um what's on the point is that I've never been on a date with a woman, so I find it very very intimidating i think I think I figured out the top twenty responses that boys can give me, but women, <laughs> I have no clue, so everything they tell me is just all experience and um just hurtful experience so <laughs> i matched with this woman unhinged, and um <laughs> i have one of the prompts i have on the app is um to truth and a lie and one of the one of the truth on out, out there is um that i can i can actually sing the whole hamilton soundtrack which is in very 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 true truth. I, I had a Hamilton phase, of course, um, but uh, she was not having it. Um, so I messed with her based on a comment she had said that, because um, there are three of them, right? Uh, one of them is Hamilton, one of them is the fact that I used to dance and I still do sometimes, and the other is the fact that I put um, milk before cereal and this beautiful lady responds to my prompt saying that she really she really thinks that it's the third one because um it, because all all pretty girls have the weirdest eating habits and to the fact that I do agree all pretty girls do have weirdest like weird um eating habits but i found a massively hilarious that is <laughs> how people react now to to liking musicals and I keep forgetting that not everyone likes them and the fact that that could be a turnout for some people because oh god it was a turnoff for this girlie because she literally they the when I told her that she's wrong, she said oh no you aren't one of those people who sings long show tunes all day right and if I tell you that I did cry for five minutes after that I'm not lying this is what I'm telling you like the things women tell you as quote-unquote suitors hurts more somehow because it's not one of those top 20 pre-made thoughts in my brain like i don't know how they would respond like i don't i i don't and he massively hurtful broke my heart (laughs) but speaking of broken hearts and, and and dating and queerness um today's episode i think it will be kind of a letter obviously to my younger self and i'm pretty sure i wrote this one similarly but let's face it you can write yourself your younger self like a bajillion letters and and it won't be enough nothing will make you prepared for this word you just have to experience it and like really like put your hundred percent out there and be just like I'm experiencing. I'm out here making the experience. But so a letter to my younger self about queerness, obviously, and and we're dating, obviously, because 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 that's a big chunk of life apparently. (laughs) So without further ado, here's episode twenty-eight of letters that were sent. To whom it may concern. Do you remember the first time you laughed out loud and your tears came out? How about the first time you cried? Toe's silent cries under the covers. How about the first time you were scared? Sometimes those are harder to remember first time I remember crying was when I had a toothache and I was at my grandmother's house my dad's mom and and my dad was forcing me to take this pill for it I never forget how bad it tasted or felt and I've taken many pills since The first time I remember laughing really hard was when I was 10 or 11 and I was at my aunt's house. Just hanging out with them always brought me joy. I've laughed way louder since then and it's been better, but I never forget that. I think it's weird to look at life this way, but I used to think... Of life as a transition period like we always have to wait out the sadness the anger the heartbreak the pain until the happiness comes around but that couldn't be further from the truth we should find the happiness in those instances happiness isn't the other side of the coin to any of those Yes, English dictionary declares happiness, to have an antonym which is sadness. But what does a dictionary know about feelings? Feelings are forever existing alongside each other. They, in fact, never cease to exist. They're not badges to collect, but they're definitely scars that need that 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 we need that that heal but never fade. For example, when your friend leaves you without telling you after class, though it's simple and irrelevant, you can't help but to remember every single time that someone left you. In real life, or left you unread, or just (laughs) left you for a simple second. When we were a teenager... We experience everything through rose-colored glasses, I like to call our beautiful yet massively mean hormones. (laughs) We only feel extremely, whatever we feel. Let it be anger, sadness, hatred, love. And through and through, we mistake one for the other exchange memories like money, and sell out our heart and body like gold. You are entitled to perceive that however you please. Yet, I think nothing is worse than losing boundaries to save friendships that are never worth it. Expanding your body and peace for someone else's convenience is like the ultimate pain. Bender than that also have done things that still scares me and my mom to speak about things that slowly pushed my brain into believing what's worth isn't my choices my feelings my sanity but others just because i love them please don't believe the dreamland of high school this shows create for you Let me tell you that for every person who shows up, who apologizes, who asks you to semi-formal, formal formal valentine dances, or even prom, there's a person who doesn't. There are your bullies, who are also your crushes, because they engraved in your brain ever since you were little that if he teases you, he likes you. No. (laughs) (laughs) no a person who loves you will show it say it prove it will forget about their problems to solve yours will walk the extra steps to ensure you're safe will write the letters if he wants to will buy you the flowers if he knows you love them will remember your drink orders will respect your boundaries your family your loved ones your values They will see your expectations, wants, and needs and try to meet them because they know you would do the exact same thing for them. I'm sorry that all you see on TV is about cis love and you can't yet to understand why you like that girl that you go to school with. I'm sorry people see your kindness and naivete and use it against you. I'm sorry that you let them. I'm sorry that he'll walk you to the locker and that meets your heart. I'm sorry no one ever comes to the fashion show. I'm sorry that he'll be your locker buddy for two years. And I'm sorry you will at times think, does he actually care? I'm sorry you will remember his coffee order for a long time because of that one time you bought him coffee at the library. And I'm sorry for every time you had to watch someone you liked send a kiss across the soccer field to his girlfriend or kiss his new lover in front of you after two months. You've just broken up. Or watch him give roses... To your so called friend, when the other, who is supposed to be your best friend, whispers in your ear that your love for him is just a stupid crush anyway, but he actually likes her. I'm so sorry, all those will make your big empath heart ache for years, but I promise. I promise that somehow they're worth it, or at least that's something mom still says. You may not love high school, but that's where you first call yourself a writer. That's where you find yourself, where you see who you want to be by seeing how you don't like to be treated the way others treat you, and you want to treat them better. You learn that people's negative comments are not against you, but a reflection of themselves. It's okay if they call you complicated, weird, or not beautiful enough. It's okay to lose touch. Not everyone's here to stay. And it's okay to sometimes be jealous of a friendship others have and feel that pain. A pain of could've been's, but should've been's. And how it feels like a lot of times has just gone to waste but you know eventually you'll get out of there and eventually everyone randomly pretends that nothing ever happened and everything was a perfect bubble because there comes that day when everyone's signing yearbooks and somehow in your gearbooks that you still keep on your bookshelf is there are words there are words in there some redundant some wishing you a great summer and a great year ahead and some from people who you haven't heard from in five years or so and maybe even in high school have never heard from but somehow their words are there in there, kept protected and reviewed from here and then there somehow they are there, embedded a safe keep to go back and remember sometimes like yesterday you look at them and you question how is it that you somehow miss it, miss it all Miss being in those halls. Miss only worrying about work <laughs> and a little bit of school. Miss worrying about how little the word may be to you at then, but how big it's going to be in a couple of years. <laughs> Miss the only worries in the morning to be, ooh, would I be dress-coated for this? <laughs> And miss pretending. Pretending that everything's fine and you you got this and pretending that oh god, I just I just miss being in those halls. Cause sometimes in those halls everything else felt little <laughs> because you were in a bubble and everything in the bubble, even if it's not perfect, fits. Everything had its own place. Everything was just a fit. But somehow you get out, you grow up, you meet other people, and you constantly keep meeting people because that never stops. That's just part of life. You see them on the subway. You see people at your poetry readings. And you see people everywhere. And somehow, someday, somewhere, you are there and And you're actively listening, but there is this one instant that takes you back, you know into that classroom, into those lockers. You see a show that you used to watch when you were little and and he takes you back, and you wonder why why is it that my brain Forever pushes me back towards something that I did not enjoy experiencing much. And I think the key and the point of all this remembrance is that it doesn't matter. Because in that moment, I remember going home on that weird Valentine's Day, and crying myself to sleep just because I didn't get a rose. And now I can buy myself any any flower I want any day. But that day hurt more than anything. And I think every time ever since, no one got me flowers just reminded me of how badly it hurt that day. And maybe, just maybe, if we forget about all the weird memories that Snapchat tries to push in through my brain. And just remember what happened behind every picture, every video where we pretended to laugh and giggle. It was all the things I didn't say and I really wanted to. All the things I felt and I thought someone should hear but no one else were to. And all the times I thought I'm not alone, but I truly was because there was no one to talk to. And every time I try to go back, I keep reminding myself of this, that no matter how scary the word is, I'm so grateful I can't See those days anymore. I'm so grateful that I don't have to wake up every morning worrying, oh my god, what he's gonna say to me today in bio. Oh my god, I don't really want to sit next to her anymore because she calls me not beautiful. But am I not beautiful? Somehow, somewhere, someday, we grew up (laughs) super fast. Heck, I don't even remember when it happened. I'm pretty sure it was not sudden. But the process feels weird because we have a tendency to forget where we came from. We have a tendency to remember everything as that one perfect day. That one perfect day. Which it wasn't. And sometimes in the moments of anger, we do us wrong. And try to remember everything from that one bad day. But it's not true, is it? It's the whole bunch of it. It's all the good days, all the good memories. And all the bad ones. Every time someone leaves your life, they leave you with the pure sense of mixed feelings with anger and sadness. When happiness meets sadness and anger, a lot of the times and they overcrowd each other. They qualify five stages of something for some reason. But I don't think it comes in stages. I think it comes in multi-layers of stages where everything is just a mixture. There are days where I miss you all. There are days that I'm so sick of everyone that I just really want to run away. And that's not a teenage feeling. That's just a constant thing. And you, the way you grow up, the whole key to itself is to find things that make you happy. Find things that you are deeply passionate about. That on those days where you feel like everything is just unfair and unkind and nothing makes sense. You find those things and you ground yourself and you remember where you came from, where are you going, and where are you exactly standing on. Sincerely, us.